0: She's one of the most universally loved figures of the last 100 years. In fact, she is so remarkably good, some have asked, was she really that good? How could anyone be that good? Let's learn more about Mother Teresa, today on the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for listening to Season 1 of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Should I make a Season 2? I'm going to pay attention to three things to decide if there will be another season. Downloads, feedback, and money. You can encourage Season 2 quicker if you'll do two things for me. Number one, follow the podcast on your podcast player. And then you'll get every episode for free and I will keep you updated with the progress of Season 2. And then number two, tell a friend about the podcast and get them to listen too. The more listeners, the quicker I'll work on season two. All right, let's get to today's episode. She is renowned as one of the most beloved figures of the 20th century. Her unwavering commitment to serving the poorest of the poor, her profound acts of compassion, and her dedication to alleviating human suffering have left an indelible mark on the world. She was born on August 26, 1910, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name. She was born in present-day North Macedonia, raised in a devoutly Catholic family. She was influenced by her mother's commitment to charity and her father's political activism. As a little girl, she loved to listen to stories of missionaries, and she and I have that in common, for sure. At the age of 12, she experienced a deep calling from God which would shape the course of her life. She felt a strong desire to serve humanity and made the decision to dedicate her life to God as a nun. In 1928, at the age of 18, she left home to learn English and to join the Sisters of Laredo, an Irish community of nuns, hoping to become a missionary. She didn't know it at the time, but when she left home at 18, she would never see her family members again. She began her religious training in Dublin, Ireland, And later in India. In 1931, she made her final vows and became known as Sister Teresa, after Sister Teresa of Lisot, the patron saint of missionaries. Since another nun in her community had the same name, she used the Spanish rather than French spelling. She began teaching at a high school in Calcutta, and as is the custom there for referring to teachers, she began to be known as Mother Teresa. While teaching there, Mother Teresa experienced what she described as a call within a call. She felt compelled to serve the destitute and dying on the streets of the city. In the 1940s, India was a terrible place with famine and violence, causing massive throngs of horrific poverty, and she just couldn't look away. In 1948, she received permission from the Vatican to leave her teaching position, get training in basic medical care, and venture into the slums of Calcutta to establish the Missionaries of Charity. The Missionaries of Charity, founded by Mother Teresa, aimed to serve the poorest of the poor and provide care for the sick, the abandoned, and the dying. She chose the habit of wearing a white sari with two blue sashes, which became standard for all those in the order. The organization grew rapidly, and its members, both nuns and lay volunteers, carried out their mission with immense compassion and dedication. In those early years, she really struggled and wrote in her journal about it. This uh, I want to read to you a little bit from her first year of trying to establish the Missionaries of Charity. This is her journal. Our Lord wants me to be a free nun covered with the poverty of the cross. Today I learned a good lesson. The poverty of the poor must be so hard for them. While I looked for a home, I walked and walked till my arms and legs ached. I thought how much they must ache in body and soul, looking for a home, food and health. And then the comfort of Laredo, that is her formal congregation, came to tempt me. You have only to say the word and all that will be yours again, the tempter kept on saying. Of free choice, my God, and out of love for you, I desire to remain and do whatever be your holy will in my regard. I did not let a single tear come. Well, in those early years, she continued to serve and grow the missionaries of charity, starting with just 13 sisters in the beginning. In 1952, she opened up a place for dying people without access to medical care to come and to die with dignity as a hospice chaplain myself, her work here makes my heart sing. She was careful to provide those who were dying with spiritual care according to their religious faith, so dying Muslims would have the Quran read to them, dying Hindus received water from the Ganges River, and dying Roman Catholics had last rites, the sacrament of holy anointing. These were the poorest of the poor who had all sorts of -of end-of-life diseases. She said, a beautiful death is for people who live like animals, to die like angels, loved and wanted. And that is what she provided, or at least tried to provide for countless people. The Missionaries of Charity opened houses and clinics for people with leprosy, for orphans, for street children, addiction centers, and so many other institutions caring for the poorest of the poor. The organization expanded beyond Calcutta, establishing homes, clinics, and centers in various parts of the world, including Africa, Asia, Europe, and the Americas, Their mission extended beyond the alleviation of physical suffering and encompassed the provision of education, shelter, and love to those in need. She said, By blood, I am Albanian. By citizenship, an Indian. By faith, I'm a Catholic nun. As to my calling, I belong to the world. As to my heart, I belong entirely to the heart of Jesus. Where did Mother Teresa get the energy and the patience to do all of this? She said it was from God, from prayer. She consistently taught that communion with God gives us the heart for the poor and the fuel to serve the poor. And our work with the poor should be should lead us back to prayer and greater dependence upon God. She prayed at least an hour each day as the very first thing in the morning, and often she prayed for two hours. Then in the evening she had another uh, 60 to 90 minutes of prayer in her day, every day. This was in addition to the daily Mass she attended with preaching and Holy Communion. There's a famous story that one of her subordinate nuns said to her one day, Prayer is not really my thing. I really love to be with the poor and to serve them. That's how I love Jesus. Mother Teresa increased her assigned morning prayers from one hour to two hours every day for the rest of her life. Her life and the lives of the nuns of the Missionaries of Charity was and is characterized by voluntary poverty. Nuns in the Missionaries of Charity are allowed three saris, one to wear, one to wash, and one to mend, and very limited other clothing. They can have a pair of sandals, a crucifix, a rosary, a prayer book, a canvas bag, And in colder climates, they can have adequate warm clothing, but it is very simple and very basic. Mother Teresa's relentless efforts to alleviate poverty, combat disease, and promote peace earned her numerous accolades and honors. In 1979, she received the Nobel Peace Prize for her humanitarian work and her unwavering commitment to serve the most vulnerable. Despite the fame and recognition she received, Mother Teresa remained humble and dedicated to her mission, viewing her work as an expression of her faith and love for God. Mother Teresa's health began to decline in the 1990s, and she passed away on September 5, 1997, at the age of 87. Her death was mourned by people of all faiths and backgrounds, testifying to the profound impact that she had on the world. She was an extraordinary woman used by God to help relieve the poverty and inspire people all around the world. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. I would love to make season two, but I need to make sure that it is worthwhile. So I'm paying attention to three things, downloads, feedback, and money. It costs money to publish a podcast, and not a small amount of work. Now, if you'll give me just $5 once, I'll give you your own private podcast link that will have all the episodes from Season 1 without any advertising, plus 10 extra bonus episodes. At various levels, you'll also get a lot of other cool stuff. Now, I'm not looking for a subscription, just a one-time purchase that will help me to know that this podcast has been helpful, and that you would like me to make another season. Look for the show notes of this episode to find the link to give money. Podcasts are getting gobbled up by big corporations and conglomerates. Independent podcasters like me need your support. Thanks so much.